Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every other week and discuss the important things in life, like how this is the dumbest idea we might have ever had on the Crit Chat. Hi. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) So this week we have with us Brogan. So (laughs) Brogan's a new member on Crit Chat. You might know her as my girlfriend and also the person who I have described as having played some D&D. So... Right. And so, also, it's me. It's your host. It's my hunt. Uh, what has happened is um, no one in Crit Chat was able to record this week, um, but I still wanted to get an episode out there. And so we thought, you know what we should do? Get my girlfriend up in here who doesn't know D&D and we'll probably get the same amount of content as a normal episode of Crit Chat. <laughs> I'm excited. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. That's fair. But that is a good point. That's what this episode's all about. That's what Crit Chat's all about. No, well, yeah. Okay, you know what? Fair, yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. No, no. T- this is how much faith she has. I have no faith. Before I speak. Yeah, absolutely It's an insta note, and then sometimes you're like, oh, you know oh, what? Oh, you know what? This that. one, this one probably, maybe. Because I do say things. You do like, just say shit. I do just... <laughs> uh, so, this week, so we've already done an episode on Crit Chat on being new to DMing and, like, making a new D&D adventure. Uh, but we thought this time we'll do one that's actually me with a new DM making a first D&D campaign. So we're, we're thinking of making Brogan's first one shot. We're going to create Brogan's first one shot. I forgot this is about DMing and not just oh, like fuck. generally Brogan, we're not. No, bro. I told you. <laughs> Gross. Okay, so I'm DMing. Well, no, you're not DMing right now. We're you're doing this. dead. No, Brogan. <laughs> We're imagining a world in which you're going to run a one-shot in D&D. It's going to be the first time that you've ever done a one-shot, and that can be scary. Fortunately, you've got your fucking supportive, amazing girlfriend <laughs> and or a cool host of a D&D podcast to help you along your way. Yes. So, first off, uh-huh. one of the biggest things of DMing is painting word pictures. So you have to use your words to describe the surroundings and what's happening. So for doing that, what you first have to do is describe the ridiculous fucking situation we are in right the goddamn now. Mm. It's a, it's an exercise. It's like your homework. Darling, we've been in a relationship for three and a half years. Yes. This is the most intimate I think we've ever been. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> We're practically sitting on top of each other in here. Yeah. So we are in a tiny cupboard. A fucking tiny shitty cupboard. A two foot by two foot motherfucking cupboard. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a coat in my face. Yeah. Because <laughs> coats are really good for catching sound. Yeah, there's coats in everyone's face. You're not special. <laughs> I am currently inhaling denim, and there's a sheet that is uh, covering like it's like a little like a little alcove of a sheet. Yeah. It's lovely. It's quite nice. I feel like I'm in a tiny little fabric cave, but a tiny little fabric cave that is inescapable and might kill us because I still don't know if we sorted out the mold problem. And in there's here. a feral dog outside. <laughs> yeah, there's our feral fucking dog outside who doesn't like us being in any way together and without her. <laughs> Which is great. She's behaving herself right now. Yeah, she's fine. (laughs) So today we're gonna make your we're gonna make your first D and D campaign, and we're gonna try and like extrapolate things so that other people won't feel so intimidated making their first campaign. That sounds like fun. So I currently don't feel intimidated at all. I'll fucking change that. So, first off, mm. one of the places that I like to start with 
uh, campaign is thinking of like the setting, like making a setting is kind of the easiest way to go in order to, you know, make a story from it. So what kind of setting would you like your world to be in? There's like a lot of different types. You can do like fan, you can do like classic, like high fantasy, which is what more normally people think of. That's like your JRL token kind of bullshit. Or you can do a sci-fi thing. You can do a modern setting. Uh, just anything that you want, like a high magic, low magic, just whatever. The you world feel like, of Bojack know, Horseman. The world of Bojack Horseman. <laughs> so like modern, modern. Nah. No. I want the world of Avatar. I know you want the fucking world of Avatar. It's the world I know most about. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Like to be fair, that that that's like a good point. Like one of the best things to do is draw from things that you know. So like, if you're a big fucking Lord of the Rings fan. Draw from Lord of the Rings. If you're a big fucking Terry Pratchett friend, that's a good way to go as well. Like, I like Lord of the Rings and things like that, but I know fuck all about it, yeah. really. Um, Skyrim's probably the most fantastical setting I've spent mm. any amount of time in. But Avatar, I spent the better part of my teenage years in. Yeah. Younger teenage years and then later with Legend of Korra. So do you want to do like a one for one on it or would you rather do a kind of inspired by Avatar world? What would What would you suggest? Well, both have benefits and limitations, Mm -hmm. um, because if it's a one-for-one directly inspired thing, then there's, if you've got people that are very familiar with it, Mm -hmm. then there's the bonus of, like, people are already in the world. Like, you don't have to set up the world. There's not, like, a big, okay, well, this is how the lore in the world works, and Mm -hmm. this is how the this in the world works. People just know, because that's, like, it's a cultural touchstone. Mm -hmm. However, you've got the opposite side of people feel like they know too much about it. Um, and so therefore you like you you don't have as much freedom with what you want to do in your story. Okay. You can feel kind of constrained by those things. Mm-hmm. And also it can be isolating to people that don't know that much about Avatar. Yeah, that's fair. The other way around, obviously, like it's it's more difficult because not everything is all there. It can be kind of tricky getting something close but not quite. Yeah. Because you might not feel like it's perfect or you might have like divergence. I think um, I'd yeah. like to probably do a one for one. One for one? Okay. So Avatar World. What the fuck is the Avatar World called, Broken? Um they literally just call it the world, the 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 four nations. Okay. Four nation world. Cool. <laughs> I know very little about it. I watched it because Brogan liked it and we had started dating. <laughs> And I enjoyed it, not to the same degree, and that's a constant disappointment in our relationship. To be fair, when you did watch it, yes. like you were, dur- it was during a depression time, and you were watching it yes. yourself, and you you kept messaging me like, "My mind is awful, but it was very these characters charming. are lovely." It was very charming. It made me feel good. So, if you want to do a direct one for one remake, because it's the Avatar world, yes. um, and you know your setting now, mm-hmm. well, related to all of them, if you've got your setting, it's easier to know what kind of characters you want your players to be, because you know it's an inherent thing in the setting so if it was like a low magic campaign then you'd probably have low magic players or like maybe no magic players right um if it's a world that's more modern inspired then maybe there's certain classes that don't exist and maybe certain races that don't exist um or maybe all of the races exist and all that shit so for the avatar worlds there's not that there's... many like races other than human yeah basic human. so and then there's the nationalities that go with human yeah um you could be okay you can be from the uh, you can be an air nomad yeah warbender uh not warbender the war tribe fire nation or earth kingdom yeah person or you could be from the little pockets that come in between all of those nations mm-hmm. so there's quite a lot that you could do but in terms of like races like dwarves and things like that it it, it, it would be a bit of a different thing yeah because there's no like other different species of sentient being okay so for that because in in D the humans are just kind of 
there. They're kind of like the jack of all trades, master of fucking being boring. Mm-hmm. What I was thinking, it, mm-hmm. like the different the different races mm-hmm. could come with a cer- certain traits or attributes. Yeah. So Earth Kingdom people tend to be a lot more uh, stubborn and foolhardy. Yeah. Uh, just like Earth itself. Um, so that could lead to certain things with like um, um, <laughs> things in D and D. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Arab nomads could have a lot of dexterity because they're very mm-hmm. nimble and things like that. Okay, so with that, just because it, it's easiest to not stray super far from the base rules when you're first starting out. Yeah, like you obviously can if you want to. Mm-hmm. Like that's perfectly valid, and you can do it. It mm-hmm. just takes a lot more effort, and sometimes when you do that, it gets spooky in the game. Like hundred percent, if you're into it, like, like you can reskin humans in every single way. Like uh-huh. you can make every single one like different, like the base stats that they get, maybe different spells that they get, whatever. Yeah. But one of the so essentially humans, the the main thing that they get is the ability score increase, which mm-hmm. is every single one of the stats increases by one Mm -hmm. instead of that you could have a different thing so for whatever nation you're from Mm -hmm. you get an an increase of two on one of the stats right so like maybe for the strength can for strength kingdom uh earth kingdom Kingdom, Mm -hmm. it could be either constitution or strength depending on what one what one makes the most sense you could have the higher wisdom for airbenders higher wisdom for airbenders Ooh. Look at you knowing shit, baby. I said wisdom. You said wisdom. I'm very <laughs> proud. Thank you. What would the Fire Kingdom be? I feel like high intelligence. High intelligence. Because okay. the, the, fi- the Fire Nation, uh, they have this, um, they're kind of in an industrial revolution. Yeah. They, they invent things quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, and they're very and- like historical of their like is like oh this is where we came from and this is where we're going yeah they're super That's regimented in, yeah. in that sense and the water kingdom it's points and being adorable <laughs> being just beautiful just being there just lovely like no um, what were the other ones what? um strength wisdom constitution i mean they could do constitution, constitution. what like does charisma? constitution really mean is that a- so constitution is like their ability to withstand things so like did you say charisma yeah. Oh hell yeah! War tribe people are Chris, so charismatic, baby. Yeah, sure. <laughs> They're it. like hippie surfers in the snow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, so you can do something like that. So like that's their automatic get. So yeah. each of them gets two in whatever one that's there. Yeah. Okay. Based on my my knowledge of the Avatar universe, yes. Not everyone is benders, right? No. Cool. Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, so you can have magic ones and non-magic ones. So this is one of the ones that comes difficult when you've created a world that's kind of out with the normal D&D world. Mm-hmm. You, you now have more work mm-hmm. in terms of regulating people's spells yes. and the things that they're able to do. Absolutely. Um, which can get difficult when you're first starting out and showing this to people and being like hey here's a cool game that you can join mm-hmm. uh you can't do a lot of things <laughs> like here's so many things you're not allowed to do but for me thinking about that almost makes me feel safer because yeah. the overwhelming idea of D having all of these yeah. things that you can do at certain yeah, yeah, yeah. levels freaks me out because i yeah. forget easily yeah. if i think of it in a world where it is quite a bit limited Mm -hmm. compared to normal Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. It's less um, scary. Mm -hmm. Essentially, the thing is, it's going to be kind of daunting no matter what because instead you've replaced like there's so many things Mm -hmm. with you're going to have to talk to your players a lot about things and you're going to have to know a lot about the spells and shit Mm -hmm. to say what is and what is not allowed Mm -hmm. Uh, because obviously you're going to have like 
like the earthbenders or whatever and they're they're gonna be like right i'm a wizard and now i'm gonna cast fireball and you're like well you're you can't really because you're you know an earthbender yeah uh so you have you're gonna have to essentially just tell your players beforehand like find the spells that conform to your race but also, if they don't exist, welcome to my favorite part of the podcast. Uh, ignore the rules. Do what you want. Yay! So, <laughs> um, one, of, one of the things that I, I've always liked doing in mm-hmm. D&D is reskinning things. So say you've got Fireball, but you've got an Earthbender. Your Earthbender might not have Fireball. They might have fucking, I don't know, like... Rock ma- throw. Yeah, Rock Throw. Uh, and it's just, yeah, reskinning the same thing as before, but with more constraints and more like twists and turns on it. I, I like the idea of like figuring out, because it's something I'm passionate about personally, mm-hmm. that obviously this wouldn't apply to everyone who's starting out in D&D. Yeah. It can be their own world, whatever. Yeah. But to me, I find it really exciting to think about like, um, you know how there's those spells that like increase your speed or like your mm-hmm. distance? Yeah. Like for earthbenders, you can like, there's a move where you can move the ground yeah. with your feet and yeah. move much faster. So things like yeah. that. Um, and obviously airbenders, if, if their skill level's high enough, they can move faster as yeah. well. Waterbenders can just be pretty. <laughs> we, we we're cut, shitting on waterbenders. We're shitting no. on waterbenders, Waterbenders are so important and wonderful and, and amazing. I, but are they useless? <laughs> but, <laughs> question, are they useless? Question for the day. They're the healers. I mean, yeah, they could, but like that—that's also the other thing. Like, are you going to limit the things that people can do from each one? No, because everyone, everyone can, in terms of healing, everyone can learn like yeah. certain things and have herbs and stuff on them. Yeah, but yeah. waterbenders would have an advantage in healing because that's literally okay. Adding things like that are difficult as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, well, it's not like difficult, but like again, you can put that maybe in the variant traits for mm-hmm. like each human. Mm-hmm. But it, it's something that you again have to be very careful about that you decide kind of early on. Or mm-hmm. you can do it if your players are fine, then you can do a bit loosey goosey and yeah. do it a bit later. But doing things like that you have to worry about balancing a lot. So like say say you've got all of humans get the variants of like plus two on any of these scores. Yeah. Waterbenders just get advantages on medicine checks. Yeah. You would have to make sure that each of the others gets an advantage on a specific check right. as well. Okay. Because okay. you can't just have one being like, and then these people are a little bit better and everyone else gets up as Yeah, okay. So the, like we could have, obviously airbenders can have an awesome acrobatics check. Okay, um, yeah, that makes sense. So like, yeah, advantage on acrobatics yep. for the airbenders. Um, I would say, like, obviously medicine check for waterbenders, yep. we'll call that. I feel like firebenders would have an excellent stealth check. Explain. <laughs> they're, they're ninjas. There's ninja like no, maybe earthbenders. Also, maybe I've hmm. I've never seen rocks and fire as necess- necessarily <laughs> like stealthy things. Mm, point, Intimidation, maybe. For, oh hell for yeah! There fire we go. Nation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire, fire nation, nation, baby. Yeah. And then earth earthbenders. Nature, nature check. for earthbenders. Nature check. Hell yeah. I yeah, mean, absolutely. like all of them are kind of full of nature, so maybe not. Yeah, but... that, that that one's kind of an all all mm. over history check. History. History. Check. Well, it, the Earth Kingdom has like live breweries and things like that uh-huh. um survival check maybe oh yeah good at surviving yeah earthbenders are hardy okay. hardy as hell yeah um and obviously survival checks about like knowing the land and stuff like that and yeah yeah that that's probably okay. a really good one as well okay so yeah so you can have things like that that are natural advantage so that that would lend people to like if if they're clerics then they're probably more likely to go to the water tribe. People that are like paladins or whatever would probably be more likely to go to Fire Nation yep. because intimidation stuff is good for them. Mm. Sometimes they get get a little bit intimidating in their shit. <laughs> so yeah, you've got like natural things that people would fall into yes. a little bit more. Right. We'll put that down as like your 
this is the world. You've got like a nice little world. That's what you send to your players. You're going to have to be in contact with them when they go through their spell list. And they're like, let me tell you why I think that my uh, my waterbender should have uh, fire spells. Because <laughs> you will get those people. <laughs> but are you the avatar? No, because no, Brogan, they will say, yes, they are. You can't give them that because they'll say, well, in my backstory, actually, yes, I am. I'm the second or third <laughs> avatar that is existing at the same time. <laughs> I'd probably say no one's allowed to be the Avatar. That's it. Yes. Good. 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 Good (laughs) thing. I'm the Avatar. (laughs) I mean, you're the DM, and if the Avatar exists in the world, then you're on the Avatar. Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, okay. So we're imagining you've got people have said that they're going to come and to the game, do your whole thing. Mm. They have to come up with a one-shot campaign. Cool. What do you want to do? So I'm guessing, what what's the easiest thing, for? I'm guessing it's easiest to think of the goal. Like the thing that people are heading towards first yes. and then work your way back. Uh, Yes. Uh, like it, it honestly depends. Like if that's where your mind immediately goes to, then that kind of shows that that's where it would be best for you to work from. Right. Some people work best from the beginning. Some people work best for like thinking of like the town that they start in or mm. whatever. Mm. Um, but if your mind immediately thinks go from the goal backwards, and that's kind of the right way to do it. Like there's not there's not a necessarily right way to do it. Yeah. Like every so often, like sometimes I come up with a one shot because I see something on Pinterest that I'm like, that would be a hilarious monster to throw at them. How do I get them to <laughs> combat that? Or I see something on Pinterest and I'm like, oh, that's a cool setting. I want them to play around in there. Or, spoiler, I see something in Pinterest and I'm like, that's an NPC I want to introduce to these people. Uh, so, yeah, it's just essentially whatever whatever works best for your brain. Okay. okay. Um, and if the end goal is the best one for you, the thing is Bringing balance to the... No. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, one shot. One, one shot. One shot, one, one shot. opportunity. Okay, okay. Okay, so right now, in terms of thinking about it, I have to think about the time setting as well. Because obviously we have, like, the norm, the, the original world, mm-hmm. uh, and then we have the steampunk, more industrially advanced Legend of Korra yes, world. Yes, I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> I would say... The be- like again, like uh, you do what you want. Mm-hmm. I would say the best part is that in between that hasn't really been explored. Oh, that's genius. That's okay, the best excellent. one because that gives you so much free reign. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have someone who's like a big hardcore friend. Like imagine your pal Kira is in it, and you're like, okay, so at this point you're gonna go to the water tribe, and she's like, well, Brogan, actually, the point that we're at, <laughs> if we were to go to the water tribe, this would be happening. So I don't think we are going to the water tribe right now, Absolutely. Brogan. Okay, so, so that in between, even so- if you're constricting yourself in the time and the setting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's the, like the best thing you can do is give yourself enough free reign that you're able to do what you want excellent yeah that's a really good idea yes yeah, so in between those two series we have that weird period where war has just is finally finished after a hundred years uh-huh. there's a lot of animosity there's a lot of awkwardness going on and like where the fuck are people going to go mm-hmm. there's there's a there's colonies in the earth kingdom that's occupied by fire nation people so that's that's a cool with it, but that's I feel like I'm having a brain hemorrhage right now. <laughs> I feel like my brain is hemorrhaging. I like the idea of exploring like a short story, a representation of the war uh-huh. that still goes on after the war. Okay. Fire Nation people that have taken over a place that wasn't theirs yeah. but a hundred years ago. They've been there for generations at this point. Yeah. It's explored in the comics, but we could we could like just do something that's separate from Zuko and Ang can fuck off somewhere else. Oh, <laughs> agree. What? <laughs> 
<laughs> in the comics, Zuko's trying. Oh, to Oh, I don't out. care. That's fair. <laughs> um, so, like, that, that seems like a really good place to start from. Uh-huh. Um, a place of intrinsic like conflict. Yes, conflict. Yeah, conflict is always a good place to kind of like be around. Like, yeah. it's always like. So, what could the goal be? There's still fucking nasty bad people. Pirates! Oh my god! Pirates! Yelling pirates! Pirates are a part of this. Pirates are all okay. You just want pirates now. I want pirates. Okay, we're in pirates. You know what? This is this is again a very valid part of D and D, where as we heard, Rogan will talk for a thousand fuck ass years about the intrinsic details of what's going on. You think for a million years, like what would be the most perfect place to encapsulate exactly what's happening this time, or just pirates? Actually, that's it. Or actually, fuck this. Hey, I want to do a weird pirate adventure. <laughs> fuck it, do a weird pirate adventure. Yeah, we could. The, the pirates are a big part of the Avatar world. They're fucking annoying, but they're great. They're yeah, funny. I will suggest to you the thing that I like to do to start every campaign. Hi, my name is Isabel. This is what I do to start every single campaign. <laughs> hey. and so there's a lot to be said about the bar open. You can also do a ship open. That's also fun too. <gasps> uh, but you can also start in the bar, go to a ship. That's also a good st- Actually, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Brogan, we're doing a class. Everyone's starting the bar. Fuck it. Everyone's starting the bar. <laughs> fuck it. Brogan, if we're doing a first time DMing, you best believe your sweet Heine, we're going to be in a bar, baby. <laughs> You don't have to be in a bar to start, uh, like, but yeah. I mean, we could. The, the, like, bars are great. Yeah, everyone's having fucking cactus juice. Cuts are getting high. It's great. <laughs> Perfect. So, a really good way to make people come together. Yeah. that might be from very different backgrounds. This can obviously be changed if, for some reason, some way, somehow, mm-hmm. everyone in your campaign is like, we're all we all weirdly want to be in the Fire Nation, and then every it's a big Fire Nation campaign. Mm. Then you can there's more possibility of like maybe you guys all knew each other beforehand but if you want to have like a a cold open of no one knows each other Mm. or talk it out beforehand and be like oh do any of you know each other that's Mm. always good Mm -hmm. hey for for new dms please please try and convince at least two people in your party to say that they know each other it makes role play from the off from the offset so much easier and like even if it's just between those two instead of being like primary sevens at the school dance <gasps> they're all primary sevens at the school dance but there's like like just trying to like talk to you know you have yeah. to leave it but you don't know them you don't know what to say and so you're just like all standing there awkward and weird and then Cotton Eye Joe comes on and you're fucking like yes <laughs> Do a Cotton Eye Joe open. Holy hey. shit, Cotton Eye Joe open. open. <laughs> it's nothing. And then the cha cha slide. Then the cha cha slide. Oh, the cha cha slide is the finale. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking a, a, a dungeon puzzle where the the riddle is like you see some markings on the walls and there's like there's a left, a right, a back, and then a weird motion. What's that motion that everyone just has to do the cha-cha slide? It's just one kind of goes, guys, cha-cha, cha-cha real smooth. smooth. <laughs> That's when you've been waiting with your like your music set up for the past like 20 minutes, waiting for one person to say it, and then it just immediately do 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 Turn it out. That's fantastic. Hello there, nerds, and welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat with your host, Ismay. Hope that you're enjoying this kind of weird little episode uh, and Brogan's debut in doing the crit chat. 
if this is like the first episode that you're listening to because you're a new DM and this is the first kind of thing that you want to learn about in Crit Chat, normally it's not me and my girlfriend. Normally it's me and a rotating cast of DMs telling you the best things that you could do for your campaigns. So this week was just like a little bit of a weird different one for you. Uh, I think genuinely I, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, obviously, because like weirdly enough, I enjoy talking to my girlfriend and this was just like an hour conversation with my girlfriend about D&D, which is the dream scenario. Uh, so this is a good episode for me. And so I hope that you that you found it like informative and good. I think that genuinely from this, the biggest piece of advice that I didn't actually put in the podcast, so I'm just going to slip it in here now, um, is if if you are a DM that's going in about your first campaign, find a DM friend just to like, once you've written it, just bounce things off of it. Or if you've got any questions, just ask them and be like, hey, how would you do this? Because sometimes that's really useful and helpful and it makes things a little bit easier. Uh, and if you don't have a DM friend or you do, but you don't want to ask them for whatever reason or they're in the campaign or something, you know who's there? Your good friend, Crit Chat. That's right. It's us. <laughs> I'm plucking us in. <laughs> in our podcast. Uh, we're always there and really always happy to answer any questions that you've had. If you're a new time DM or uh, you've been DMing for years, we're always we're always loving to, to give people a little help and a little push in the right direction. So if you've got any questions about a campaign you're writing or one that you want to write and want to know what you should do for it, you can do that. You can do that over on, guess what? It's social medias. It's all of our social medias. Uh, you can find us and ask us things over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash crit chat or you can find us on twitter at twitter.com forward slash crit underscore chat uh, and we've got our discord that is in the, you get the link to that in the description of wherever you're listening to this and yeah no matter where of these places you go you can ask us your questions and we'll answer it on twitter and or we might make an episode about it fuck it whatever we'll see uh, and yeah it'll be, be cool and even if you're, you're you don't have any questions it would be really helpful to us if you went and followed all those things so you know what we're doing and when we're doing it and it helps get the word of us out there a little bit more we don't pay to advertise the show anywhere no one really knows about us full stop but also no one will ever know about us if you don't tell them about us so yeah if you think that this episode would be good for someone that's maybe starting out a campaign or if you think that any of our other episodes are good and you want people to listen please go and shout us out on the social medias or just tell people about us in real life you know the old school social medias I don't, that meant nothing. Uh, if you want to help us out in a money's way instead of a word of mouth way or as well as a word of mouth way, you can do so over on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash crit chat, all one word. You can donate at a bunch of different levels per month uh, from as little as a dollar a month. Uh, it doesn't, it's not, it's not that much and it really genuinely goes such a long way. You get a lot of different rewards at different prices and stuff. Uh, you can go and see that over on our Patreon to see what you would like to be able to do. We also have another podcast uh, under the Crit Chat umbrella called Half Damage if you want to listen to an actual play podcast. Uh, it's a group of us running through the Curse of Strahd campaign, but with a cool reality TV show twist. It's getting real tense now. guys. It's getting real tense right now, uh, and it's really exciting. I'm having the best of times. Uh, you can find that at Half Damage and see our pint-sized heroes. Uh, that is Half Damage. You can find that podcast anywhere that you find 
this podcast and any other podcast. Um, if you have forgotten all the links and shit that I just said and you want to remember to go and do all the stuff later but don't want to type in all the links all at once, you know what the best thing you can do is? Go to our Ding Dang website. All the links to all the things are right there and that's radical. Uh, our website is critchatpodcast.com. There you can find all of the cool things that we do in all the cool places. That's so, like if you got any of the links, just type that one into your phone right now. Just type it into your phone or your laptop or whatever and then be like, aha, I will remember to do all that later so you can see us and hear us and do all that good shit. But yes, I will let you get back to the show now. Hopefully you enjoy and hope you enjoy making the rest of this little adventure with us. Okay, so that's, that's great. So we could have it in a dock setting. Meaning, exactly. yeah, have loads of people from different nations. Mm -hmm. Travel is always a good way to go. Yeah. Because it's a lot of people who need to go from one place to another. Mm -hmm. You get to ask them what their reasons are. That mm -hmm. gives them a little bit of backstory of like, yeah. are they escaping? Are they going somewhere for someone? Mm -hmm. Are they going like to something or from something? Or do they have a goal in mind or just want a sense of adventure? So maybe we could have like that kind of... Because obviously Avatar is a big... Is an Asian setting. Uh -huh. It is based on Asian cultures. We could add another nation. The pirate Ooh. nation. Oh, shit. <laughs> based upon uh, that awesome badass lady who was the pirate queen she had like 40,000 ships her her husband the pirate oh. king died and oh, she was, was just her like name? guys um oh, oh she I can't remember. like it was um she was cool she, as hell oh. and she like she freed like women who were made to be prostitutes and yeah. she was like listen if you want to keep doing that cool but do you want to be a pirate and they were oh like yeah oh my god yeah she just had like her great sex worker army and it was great she was Jinxie? so yeah. Oh my god. She was so powerful by the end of it. Yeah, that's she, my best. She bitch. got. She told essentially China. She was like, "Hey, if you want me to stop doing what I'm doing, I'll buy a wee mansion in the countryside and I'll be, I'll be gone. And then that, then that's it. And I won't cause you any problems. But if you're gonna arrest me, then I will cause you so many problems at the drop of a hat." And they were like, oh, "Okay, fuck, <laughs> fuck it, yeah, pirate nation. Well, oh god, now we have to think of what they were, their things would be. So uh, pirates, you know, because like here's here's a fucking thing that you know for a fact. If you had like a no magic campaign, and then they meet a wizard, and they're like, "Fuck you! You said we couldn't be magic. Piss off! Piss off! Literally forever. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, if, if if your first thing is like, and now here's the pirate nation, and all of these chuckle fucks will be like, absolutely not. <laughs> Then this is the thing of adding more things. You get to get the, the complications. The pirates would either have to mm -hmm. be very overpowered in that they could do all of the magic, like all kinds of magic, because you can't be like, oh, well, they do well, fire magic or water magic. Well, yeah, or that's the thing. Or they're no magic. Could they not be both? How and why? In the Kyoshi book, uh -huh. the main villain in it, she's a pirate queen as well, mm. and she's cool. And she's just kind of like, we don't give a fuck what nation you're from. You just want money. Come and join us, baby. And but they then, don't care if they're okay. non-benders or benders. But the thing is, you, you've created a nation, but you've also created a not-nation. So yeah. you, they would still be a firebender. Or they would still be an earthbender. Mm -hmm. So they would still be another thing. Could we not have pirate as a role? Well, there is there is like pirate classes. So maybe they're not like a nation, but they, they are essentially a broken up amount of villains. And they're like, hey, the world's weak now. It's just been ravaged by war. We can fucking take so much shit. 
if yeah. we want. But okay, my my other thing is like this is good. This is mm-hmm. good like lore. This is good backstory. Okay. But this is a trap that you can get in of like terminology in things like this is uh-huh. one very important okay. and two very difficult. Okay. Okay. So saying that it's a nation mm-hmm. is problematic for the stats. Yeah. They can already be a pirate because that's uh, like the swashbuckler subclass of mm-hmm. one or two of the things. Uh, exists already. Mm. So it would just be kind of an amalgamation of that. Fair enough. So, so what, you, good... what you're doing right now is making lore. Okay, fair. Which is fine and which is great, mm-hmm. but you do have to be very careful with the terminology. Okay. Essentially, your your options with this one, I would say, are you have a pirate nation yep. that I would suggest aren't benders. So like mm-hmm. you can't have any magic classes which might put people off it. Okay. Or we throw all that out mm-hmm. and it's just more lore in your world, which okay. is also completely fine. Like you don't have like a pirate nation. Mm-hmm. It's just pirates are more rampant there. And that can be your plot for this one shot. I think I prefer that idea. Yeah. Because yep. Just because it's a lot easier. Yeah. yeah. Like that, Like one of, the, one of the main things about doing a one shot is you can manage to think yourself in circles like that mm-hmm. and be like, okay, but and you can add these new things and these new things. The fact of the matter is, like, it's super cool to have all the the lore. And, like, if you're doing a longer campaign, then thinking about those things is never really a detriment unless it's taking away from you writing the one shot that you need to do, like, next week. I see. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So, like, if if you've got those ideas now, Mm -hmm. that's really radical. You get to write those down. And then if this becomes a longer thing, Mm -hmm. then you get to implement those later, which is cool. But, yeah, one of of the the big problems of doing a one shot is you're like, and then you've got all this cool lore. You've got all these new fun things. And then you're like, okay, we have time for none of that. They're going to spend half of the time not talking to each other in the fucking bar at the beginning <laughs> someone's gonna get drunk and punch a bartender for no reason why do you always do this steve <laughs> christ on a fucking sidecar steve this is why we don't invite you to boggle <laughs> boggle yeah they punch the bartender and boggle it's it's oh, uncouth Jesus. it's uncouth it's uncouth uncouth <laughs> okay so we have this dock i'm gonna say central naughty western earth kingdom Sorry, what were you doing? Naughty elephants steal wheat. Northeast said. That's how I tell. Like, I've never heard that one. I've heard never eat shredded wheat. I never... That's the normal people one. It's a normal thing that normal people would say. Yeah, I think I'm mixing two together. One <laughs> teacher... Yeah, naughty elephants like steal wheat. That's, that's not a thing. I'm mixing it. So, someone <laughs> else... Someone else had a naughty elephant something something, but I only need the first two to tell what the fuck I the need two are. to. I need so to I Google just say this naughty one elephants. because if I okay, never <laughs> eat shredded wheat. Okay, yeah. that's 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 the thing that everyone knows. <laughs> naughty <laughs> elephants. Oh, spray water. Oh, you know what? Fucking bite my ass and call me bitch. Fucking <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> sure, whatever. But like, I've never heard that one. I thought you were just talking utter shite like usual. That's fair. As per that the is news. fair enough. But I, that one de- came from somewhere, and I think it might have been my primary seven teacher. <laughs> so yeah, we Barbie. have. We have a dock, a bar. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a bar. Dock bar, baby. Um, in Western Earth Kingdom, which is a really good situation because it's literally around the center. Cool. So all, uh, uh, what I'm going to guess is mm-hmm. the war's just over and... I guess. Like, you're not making it up yourself. <laughs> I'm going to guess. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and thing say... that I'm creating. <laughs> Zuko's the Fire Lord now? Mm-hmm. The war is finally over and I feel like at this time the Four Nations are... 
giving to places supplies and stuff like that yeah. that they've been deprived of for yes. years. So this dock, or and and along with many docks, uh-huh. are a culmination of people coming to collect yeah. for aid, essentially. Yeah. So that brings a lot of different racism people and yeah. stuff like that. Cool. And like docks necessarily are like kind of like hotspots of everyone from everywhere anyway. Yeah. So like things like that, the more freedom you give people, the better. Mm-hmm. Like that—that that is again one of the, one of the traps that you can kind of fall into when you know the world a lot. Uh, of you're like, okay, this is the exact thing that's happening right now. Oh no. And then someone was just like, I want to be there because uh, I've lived here all my life. And you're like, no, 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 no. That's not how this world works. And you're <laughs> like, no, let it be how the world works. Fuck it. Who cares? So yeah. So essentially, like all you would have to do for that setup. Is just say that it's the it's the time after war mm-hmm. where everyone's just getting themselves together and trying to work out where everyone stands with each other yeah. in the world. Yeah, like there's still problems between the nations. Okay, but people in general are trying to get live their lives, live all, live their lives, and repair things that were broken. Nice. All you really need is ask people their reasons for going on a boat journey. Mm. Maybe they're all around in the bar beforehand waiting for passage. So like they're all waiting for like a captain or whatever to come through and they know that this is a place where captains come in to like sit down and be like, you should come on my ship. Pay me. Okay. An extortionate amount of money. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Awesome. So there could be a captain who's like, um, <laughs> Fire Nation's open for tourism, I guess, again. <laughs> Who wants to go see this fucking mental country? And people just being like, okay, fuck it. Why not? I haven't <laughs> seen it in a long time. Okay, for things like that, you, you can't take away the thing of what the characters want to do. Absolutely. Like, you can't be like, oh, well, this is why you're going on the ship. No, no, no. Yeah, there was yeah. more just that it's going to yeah. the Fire Nation. And then it's it's going, okay, so you want it to be it, so it's going to the Fire Nation. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, so essentially you just have to tell your players beforehand, mm-hmm. I would say, so that they're prepared for and, what and be like, just have a reason why your character would want to go to the Fire Nation. Yeah. Like, be it for revenge or be it for I'm interested in what it looks like because I've never been there. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's a homecoming if you're like you're from it or whatever. Oh, I've just thought of something. Yes. That could be a bit of a problem. Yes. If we're doing this in an in-between time. There are no airbenders other than Aang. Eh, there can be. There can be. Yeah, whatever. Legend of Korra did it. I could do yeah, it too. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, whatever. Everyone just started being airbenders. That's fine. Yeah. Fuck it. Fine. Like, airbenders could just be a thing that some, like, they, they went away and into little places. Cool. It, it's one of those same things of, like, you, you can't 100% have there's no airbenders. Like, you can just say no one's from the Air Nation. Mm-hmm. But essentially, just if you tell people that, like, if they're like, I want to be an airbender, you're like, okay, they're they're very rare in this world. So you have to kind of maybe come up with a thing of, like, why why you never? Or maybe they won't. Here's the other thing. A lot of new players, or even not new players, some players just don't want to come up with backstory. And they're like, I'm an airbender. And you're like, oh, so where have you been? They're like, eh, somewhere. And then you just roll with it. All right, fine. <laughs> like, sometimes people are not going to want to adhere to your very lore-filled world. It's <laughs> fair and enough, you're yeah. just gonna have just to gonna be cool go with that. that. Shit. Yeah, it's fair. Like, especially if people are not familiar with the world, just be like, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> fair enough. Okay, cool. Okay. That's fine. So, they're all in a bar. They've told, you've told all the characters beforehand that the inciting incident is that they need to find passage to go to the Fire Kingdom, or Fire Nation, mm-hmm. and this is the bar that they know that captains come in, and if they find a captain that's going 
going to the Fire Nation, maybe they can s- secure passage on it. Nice. And then, yeah, you just come up with things from there. And, like, so cool. you, you should tell, like, this is a hot tip. If this is the start of your campaign or one shot, tell people these things beforehand, because otherwise you'll jump it on them and they'll be like, I don't, I don't want to go to the Fire Nation. And you're like, cool, end of story. <laughs> <laughs> story over. I don't want to go to the Fire Nation. My, well, my but... whole family died. Like, well, why yeah. the fuck do I want to go there? <laughs> Revenge, bitch. Reve- exactly. You dumb idiot. So Come, much on. Fun. Come on. Come on. Play with the party. So, you got that? Your nice little scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you need is just a captain to be there. Me. Oh, boy. I mean, <laughs> it can just be you, Brogan. <laughs> okay, so a captain to be there. D- uh, is this a character creation time now? Is this yeah. a cool fun um like and again so because it's a one shot and depending on what your play style is they can be as in depth or as not in depth as you like if you're good at kind of making things on the fly then it's easy to just be like she's got long red hair her name's anastasia she's got one lame eye (laughs) and she talks like this and she talks like this and that that's it and then on the fly there's like how many kids do you have and you're like three or maybe you already knew that there were three because you're a very deep planner (laughs) um uh, it just depends on who you are as a person. That's fair. I, I probably depend probably for my first couple mm. of characters, they'd probably be kind of in depth, and then it would just end up being like, oh no, it's, it's called Kyle. Yeah, no they're, Kyle always Kyle. <laughs> they're always Kyle. They're always Kyle. Oh, here, especially if it's like a very in depth world that you know a lot about and you know a lot of characters from it. Hi, right names down oh, yeah, absolutely. oh my god please write names down i never do i never do and that's why half of my characters are called because i just panic and i say syllables and they mean nothing they mean fucking nothing it's just words of things that i see i'm like oh yeah candle fuck they're named candle god fucking shit they're named candle do what i don't do uh okay so my captain uh, I want him to be a dude and I want him to be water tribe. Okay. Uh, he's not a water bender. Okay. And his name is Nanook. Of the North. That's the name of a, that's the name of a, I mean, yeah, is there Nanook, a Nanook of, of the North? North. Oh, it's the okay. very famous Nanook of the North, bro. Okay. One of my neighbors when I was a kid named their dog Nanook. <gasps> oh! A husky. Oh! <laughs> wait. You went through a lot of emotions. Um, oh, wait, no, was Nanook that very racist thing, actually? Oh, shit. <laughs> wait, was Nanook the one that, like, his name wasn't actually Nanook, but it was, like, some like white dude was like, "This is how the like." I think that at the time they were like, "The Eskimos do the thing." Oh shit! And I then think... it was like not at all accurate or real. They were just like, "Right now, pretend you're doing this," and they're like, "This is literally never what we do." Well, this <laughs> makes, might be it. This makes a lot of sense because in Legend of Korra, I think that it is. I think that it is. Oh, okay, I see what they did in Legend of Korra. One of the characters, Bolin, who is a Earthbender, he becomes a mover star they've started making movies uh, and he's called Nuktuk and he's a okay. waterbender yeah I think that yeah they make action movies with him so that's very funny and shout out to Break nice <laughs> one <laughs> in the Nook of the North inventions toward racism oh god oh. yeah I think that's a- so maybe not Nanook <laughs> there might be some heavy cultural appropriation things around Nanook alrighty I don't think his name was Nanook I think they're just like like I think I remember like I might be misremembering this entirely but I feel like I had a class that they were just like yeah his name wasn't Nanook it was like something entirely different but no white person was like pronouncing it right so they're like Nanook sounds foreign <laughs> like cunt <laughs> maybe something else um, look up the cultural appropriation of the names that you want to put in your thing just in case Navok 
the fuck? And you got like you got like a good little captain character. Yeah. Uh, all you have to do in that situation, I would suggest either leaving the characters in the room beforehand, in the yep. bar beforehand. Yep. Describe the scene around them, mm-hmm. and the Valk is already there. Yeah. And like describe him as looking like captainly. He's swashbuckling. He's got swashbuckling already. He's got braids. <laughs> Beautiful braid boy. Gin <laughs> <Gen> strap. <laughs> Either that or like they're all sitting and still waiting for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he comes through the door, like fresh off a voyage or whatever. <gasps> he's like, around for my crew. Because then <laughs> yeah. automatically you know that's a captain right there. Around yeah. for my crew? Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, captain yeah. right perfect, there. Perfect. Perfect. And yeah, hopefully the hope and the idea is that the people will go to him go and go to Mr. Captain. Go to now. Mr. Captain. And if they don't, then he then has to have a weird change of heart or a weird new new idea of I'm gonna announce to the whole bar that he's gonna be going to the water uh, to the to the fire nation. <laughs> the bartender's like, oh, what do you what was the next voyage? He's like, to the fire nation. <laughs> if no one's fucking talking to him because they're awkward and weird. Because you got a bunch of nerds in a room that like Avatar and then they're they suddenly are like, no, this is a weird thing that we're doing. <laughs> This is for new players. If you've got players that play D&D for ages, then they're immediately going to be jumping on that dick. Uh, <laughs> jumping on Navok's dick. Jumping on Navok's dick, baby. Uh, so yeah, so the hope is they, they all accept. Yep. And then you got like a new thing. Awesome. Um, so essentially, what what would you... Pirates don't do things for free. No, they do not. So what, what what why would they want random strangers that probably don't have any sea knowledge to be mm. on the sea with them? Perhaps the pirates have plans to like capture different people uh-huh. from different races. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe Again, they're building their own... Di- different nations. Different nations. Maybe they're building their own army. Terrifying. Yeah, right? Okay. And the vault could be uh, like being paid by that. I don't know if Navok's a pirate. He could be just be being paid by these people to collect people, put them on a ship, and deliver them to the Fire Nation. Uh, so a pirate, Brogan. He's a pirate. Yeah, fair. Brogan, <laughs> bro- don't like again with the overcomplicate. He's a fucking pirate, he's Brogan. A fucking pirate, Brogan. Why does he need to be <laughs> not a pirate? That's fair enough. You're like, oh well, he's gonna do some pirate things, but he's not a pirate. You fell a bit in love with him, and you're mad he's a pirate now. Mm. That's what happened. <laughs> His long, oh my god, brown hair. <laughs> so yeah, saying that he's going to transport people over. Yes, but instead he's there to capture them. Yes. So the shape of this quest is that they're being taken over, mm-hmm. and they're not going to make it over because they're going to be. They're like, oh, now you're captured, and so the quest is for them to get out of being captured. Yeah, and take over the ship. Yes, radical. That's exactly. a cool little adventure. 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 That's a cool adventure. I like that adventure. It's a good little one shot. I like it too. Yeah. Yay. So you say that they get all the people, you get mm-hmm. them on the ship, mm-hmm. and then as soon as they get out to sea. In the brig. In the brig, baby. <laughs> if you want to have like multiple parts, because if it's like a get on the ship and be like, get in the brig. So would you rather that that's kind of like the fight there? Mm-hmm. Or would you like them to be in the brig? I would like them to be in the brig. Very difficult. Oh, Okay. Because here's the ways to get someone into a brig. Fight them. You've got to fight. Uh. My initial thing was like, oh, maybe if they're all asleep and then like, you know, they're they're prone and they're like obviously at a disadvantage. And so you can't hope to, to overcome them. D&D players are stupid. D&D players will always think they can win. <laughs> if you put a thing in front of them and be like, hey, this is a thing that wants to fight you. They're going to be like, I can obviously win this fight, <laughs> which might not be the case. Yeah, maybe no. It's, Definitely it's, no. Not maybe no. Yeah. 
Yeah. They gotta get in that brig. Yeah. Or we could do, is there, is there like mechanics in the game to like, perhaps not poison but discombobulate them yeah there are there are sleep things i mean you can just do like they they go to sleep for the night wake up in the break that's very possible yeah like if you want to do that that's good yeah 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 (laughs) it's like oh no i really want to add in cactus just to so they're a little bit weird (laughs) i mean like look they need them to be alive at the end of this cactus juice them yay (laughs) cactus juice forever cactus juice them yeah it's fine everyone's having a wee drink everyone's Everyone's having having a wee wee drink they're they are captured but they're having a nice time about it (laughs) and it becomes like okay you specifically and you specifically are getting a lot more woozy than what it seems are you two lightweights type thing and then the the pirates are just kind of like Oh, can't handle your cactus juice and they're like oh, what <laughs> but again the worry with those ones is that they'll be like there are people that won't drink it because yes, they're suspicious there will yeah. be people like especially if you give them like a thing and everyone's like drink this there are people that will just drink this but there are people who are like I want to inspect this I want to know oh, fair, whereas fair, fair. like if it they're just asleep and yeah, then like someone that. in the night is just like oh here's some chloroform bitch yeah 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 fair yeah it would probably be a sleep thing you wake up in the break you wake up in the break Aye. the more easy ways that you do it the better a lot of these times Absolutely. like because like keep there, it simple there's there's a lot of things like yeah technically like they should get like constitution saving throws because yeah. like it's a thing that you use your constitution for but here's the thing shut up it's a one shot <laughs> You're going to go down to the stupid fucking brig. You're going to have a little puzzle on how to get out the stupid goddamn brig. <laughs> you're going to join together as comrades. You're going to get out. You're going to do a fight. Everything's going to be fucking hunky bitch. And then you have a ship at the end. You have a Why ship at that? the end. Ship at the end, baby. Ship at the end. Yeah, the end is definitely going to be used to standing at the bow and be like, so... Who the fuck knows how to steer this bitch? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so from there, essentially, you you just have to know, like, they're in the brig. That's mm-hmm. good. You just have to have, like, a little setting for the brig. Be right. like, well, this is what it looks like. This is what your situation is. They probably wake up in manacles so yep. that someone has to, like, try and work together to get out of them. Nice. So yeah, what, what kind of, like, things would you put in that situation? The things that they have to overcome before the fight. Okay, so it's a wooden barred cage. Okay. Because, one... Uh-huh. Metal benders exist, as opposed to anyone who can punch through wood. Brogan. I mean, metal benders aren't super common at this point. Yeah, so metal yeah, bar- and all, yeah. metal bars. Um, there's. <laughs> I just imagine there's like ah, at least these were it's like if these were made from metal, then I would be able to get out in a second. And it's just like a barbarian that you've got in there that just kicks <laughs> through. It's like if only. If- <laughs> If only, right? God, they weren't wheat, saltwater, weakened bullshit. Oh my god. Okay, okay. So metal bars, the character who seems to be the bulkiest, Uh perhaps the strongest, gets manacled. Why aren't they all manacled, Brogan? Don't know. It's so weird. It's so weird. Such a weird. They're all manacled. Oh, they're all manacled to the wall. Ah. Okay. They're standing. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. (laughs) <laughs> yes, the the problem at this juncture is their uncomfortable yeah, status. They're not having a comfy time. No, 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 no. This no. is not the premiere in of no. ships. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, so um, they're all manacled to the wall, and they get every hour or so like spot checks mm-hmm. uh, by one of the guards cool. who comes in and probably likes to fuck around with them a little bit. Good. Taunt them. Yeah. Maybe beat them up if they're being too. Yeah. yeah. You know the role playing. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Hi, role playing. Hi, role playing. <laughs> so they have to figure out how they're going to get out of that situation. Yeah. And good. I also have to do that too. No. Essentially, so this is the best part of DMing. What? You can 100% figure out 
what they should do. You put down a key under a stone and there's like a small arrow that points to that stone. And so they get like a hint that that's where it's going to be. But you have to get like a good perception check mm-hmm. for that. Um, there's a secret cache of weapons like under some things somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's one of the guards that comes down, if you notice, has like a slight limp and they're going to be thing that one of them has like the perfect disguise for one of them. What they're going to do is try and fuck the guard and punch <laughs> their way out of it, Brogan. It, like the best thing you could do as a DM is just be like, here's a fucking situation. You chuckle idiots are going to get your way out of it somehow. Yeah. They're going to fuck around, especially if it's a new game. They're just going to like do whatever and hope that it works. And then at some point, just be like, that does work. Awesome. If it sounds right, it works. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool, like, cool, cool. There, like there's something to be said for simplicity and just being like, you know what? They're not going to do what I think they're going to do anyway, so <laughs> don't bother. Nice. Okay. And if they're taking too long and one of them looks under a rock, the key is there. You're yeah, done. There you go. <laughs> like, have contingencies for if they do take too long and don't manage and to get like, out. Okay, but they are going to... something shiny by your foot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Nice. Yeah. Just, so, just don't, You don't have to do shit. So then they would escape the brig yes. after fighting Mr. Cunt. Maybe. Um, or maybe. not. Or fucking, or fucking Mr. Cunt. Mr. Cunt. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Uncut. Uncomfortable. <laughs> Uncomfortable to hear. And then they gotta they gotta sneak their way to the captain's quarters. Or they won't, Brogan. Mm. Again, don't they are Sorry, gonna do I whatever. Ju- I've just been playing Far Cry, so yeah. all I am is stealth. Yeah, them. right. They gotta figure out how to fucking get off the yeah. ship or get a hold of this ship. Yeah, that's why I like contained ship adventures, especially if it's like a one shot and like yeah. people might fucking fall in the water and drown. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I fine. don't care. Uh, <laughs> don't get to attach your character yeah, as a one shot, bitch. Loser. Essentially, from that point if you've given them this situation Mm -hmm. and you've set it up they at this point will have an idea of what they want to do they'll either want to take over the ship they want to kill everyone on the ship they want to fuck it some of them might be like hey i like this life let's turn on my dumb friends and i'm going to (laughs) side with the captain we're going to do this oh shit things happen once you get to this point in the story it is so far out of your control I highly suggest not fucking bothering <laughs> do I need to know layout of the ship you should know the layout the, okay, yeah. so the things that at this point you do need to know are the layout this is again why I like ship adventures I normally go airship adventures but oh. whatever that's my favorite uh, dangerous right everyone al- someone always jumps off the side <laughs> every single fucking time but yeah so essentially you've got a very contained area so yep. you've got no danger of them being like I'm going to run to Atlanta. <laughs> like, just goes to Atlanta. I don't know why Atlanta, but I don't know. I'm going to run to uh, Atlanta. <laughs> but it's got a contained amount of people. It's got a contained amount of areas. So all you need to know is the general layout yep. and all the other people on the ship. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, those do not need to be detailed. Brig, storage, barracks, deck. Yeah, sure. Done. Yay. Done. Uh, if they're just like big open rooms, that's fine. Probably have like a captain's quarters. Yeah, like a like, room. Yeah, no room for the captain. Yeah, just a little room for the captain. Cheeky, 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 captain. Nice little fluffy bed in there. Yeah, you know, it's lovely. nice. Hot, nice, sexy, good. Sexy. Uh, Navox. Navox. Sexy, sexy quarters. Sexy quarters. <laughs> Someone's going to sleep in the vault. Uh, <laughs> 
But yeah, so essentially, like, they're going to do whatever they're going to do. As long mm-hmm. as you know that, you know how many pirates are on the ship yep. and what their stats and abilities are. Cool. For ease, like, again, you can 100% be like, I'm going to map out every single one of these. If that makes you feel more comfortable and mm-hmm. your first time DMing, mm-hmm. 100% go for that. Yeah. It will be more complicated coming mm-hmm. to combat because you'll have to remember everyone's individual moves and the things they're able to do. Yeah. So my suggestion is, apart from Navok, who would have uh, a higher AC, so yep. it's, it's harder to hit, uh, higher hit points, so he's harder to kill, yep. and some extra cool moves, yep. because he's an extra cool moves boy. And maybe a special weapon. Maybe a special weapon, yep. especially because that gives someone people things to loot afterwards. Everyone loves loot. Love um, that loot. And like, apart he from has him, a loot. He has a loot. Uh, <laughs> apart from Navok, I would suggest every single other one of the pirates has the same fucking stats and AC and moves and everything. Absolutely. Nice. It's just like, there's probably like pirate, like, hey, if it's your first time DMing and you need stats for something or anything, literally search the word that you want. So in this one, I'm doing pirate <laughs> D&D 5e. And then either there's going to be an official Wizards of the Coast one or there's going to be a D&D wiki. Found one on D&D wiki. Pirate 5e. Oh, no, it's a class. Uh, you don't want a class. Then do d- enemy. D&D 5e enemy. Bandit pirate. Fifth edition. That's nice. Right. There you go. And then all the stats are there. So the one that it c- comes up with is bandit slash pirate. Armor class 12. Hit points 11. It's got the actions that you can do there. Scimitar, light cl- crossbow. Done. And then it's got a challenge rating. Uh, I-, I would very much suggest going on uh, an encounter calculator mm-hmm. online. The one that I normally use is just like encounter calculator 5e or whatever okay it lets you type in how many players you have and what level they are also i would very much suggest either starting people at level one or at level three or at level two whatever between one and three if you want to make it easier on yourself go for level one sometimes your players will complain that level one is boring and terrible because it kind of is uh and so you'll go level three <laughs> does it like honestly whatever makes you feel comfortable if people are saying that it's boring then they can eat a butt and go to a different campaign whatever exactly um and yeah so you put in that you put in on the other side the challenge rating and how many of the enemies mm-hmm. there will be nice. and it will say the encounter difficulty so you want either a medium probably a medium yep. um if people are new to the game a hard if people are not new to the game and yeah and then you've got you've got, got a one shot. You got your one shot, baby. I did it. You got your one shot, baby. Thank well you for helping me. I'm very I'm glad to help you. I hope that this you. You know, I love you. This was a gross ending. <laughs> you ruined it with that. It's Valentine's Day tomorrow. It's Valentine's Day. We can Day. say I love you then and no other time. <laughs> well, we're both hanging out with our friends. We are both hanging separately. out with our friends separately tomorrow. <laughs> But yeah, I hope this, I hope this helps. This was fun. And like, maybe one of the days maybe you'll, we'll maybe you'll run it. Maybe yeah. you'll run the one shot. Yeah, it sounds like good. fun. I think I might do that. That'd be so cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, we'll record it. I mean, yeah, if you want to. Yeah, be If funny. you want to do a Crit Chat episode. <gasps> that sounds episode so episode. fun. Done. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, done. Oh Excellent. Cool. Excellent. So, if people want Brogan to do her one shot, let it's us know. It's gonna be bad. No. <laughs> it is gonna be a lot of you guys going, mm, that's fine. Genuinely, I like uh, this, this is one of the things that a lot of people say is the worst, but I've genuinely enjoyed more than anything. People normally hate DMing for DMs. And maybe they've got bad DM friends, and that's maybe what it is. <laughs> but I found DMing for DMs is amazing because at least one person is gonna know what you need. And if you're like, 
I don't know the stats for a great axe. And someone's like, someone knows. Someone knows the stats for Yay. a great axe. <laughs> uh, because one of their characters in another game has had used a great axe since the day they were born. Like, yeah. someone knows. And a lot of the time, if you're like, this is what this enemy looks like. And they're like, I know what this enemy is. And you're like, I changed it. And they're like, oh, dunk. I never saw that coming. <laughs> uh, and they're also more supportive because they know what it's, well, they, they know what it's like. Yeah, they know that's what it's true. Like. That's fun. So yeah, I like DMing for people that know a lot about D&D because it, it helps you out. Like as long as, that's one of my biggest things. If you're doing your DMing thing for the first time, mm-hmm. be very honest with the people that you're DMing for. Let them know that it's your first time. Let them know if you're a bit nervous about some things. Let them know if you, need time to look up stats or look up whatever if you're sitting there kind of floundering you're just gonna stress yourself out and people are gonna know anyway so just be like hey sorry i need to look this up give me a minute i have and people no are cool. problems being honest yeah. <laughs> so yeah just let people know and it will be it'll be a good time yeah it'll be fun oh that'd be so good if you if you ran it one but yeah let us know if you if you want to hear brogan do her one shot idea if that you want to cool. hear more about what Navok looks like. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a zero description of anything else. It, there's gonna be like, right, so you're in a fucking tavern. There's, there's a room. It's a wall. There's walls there. Fucking big whoop de doo. There's some cunts at the fucking bar. Guess who's there? Navok. He comes in. He glistens like a melon. <laughs> his cheekbones can cut through glass. <laughs> he has beads in his hair, and you're like, oh, that's got bisexual vibes, and you love that. <laughs> He is the bisexual vibe. <laughs> if, yeah, if you just say how fuckable he is, then everyone's going to go on the ship anyway. It's fine. He smiles at you and you feel complete for yeah. the first time in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when your daddy left? That wound just is took healed. took a turn at the end. <laughs> that wound is healed. <laughs> wound healed. Oh, anyway, we are going to go now. Uh, Brogan, is there places that people can find you if they want to see you? Uh, yeah, you can find me at my Instagram, bro.wilson. And my Twitter at Brogan underscore T underscore Wilson. You can find her on all those things. She does art and stuff. If you like art and stuff, you should go and see her things and commission her for art things. It's rad. Go do the thing. If you want to find me, you can find me on anything at A Teacup Gamer. Uh, I'm on that on Instagram and Twitter and Twitch. And sometimes Brogan's on Twitch as well with me. We do the girlfriend stream every Monday. Uh, if you want to find Crit Chat, you can find us on iTunes by searching Crit Chat and Podcast and leave us a five-star review for the five-star show or find us on all the best podcasts podcast apps every other Saturday. Until then, I've been Ismay. I've been Brogan. And you've been listening to Crit Chat. See you later, nerds. <laughs> <laughs>